It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Creo que es la decisión correcta. De 48 yardas, searches, distancia, dirección. Sí, señor. Sí, señor. Sí, señor. Caleb Sturgis conecta. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? How about a little bit of a victory show, just as I called, I want to remind you, which obviously didn't happen, but uh, we will accept it as episode number 203 of BGNRadio.com. We are recording live from Sports Radio 94 WIP, as we like to do right after home games, and it felt like nine years since I had been back at the link today. It is John Barcher to Mr. Adam Herman. And of course, James Elser all joining us. Adam, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good. I was uh, that was an enjoyable game. That was like uh that was like one of those things where you watch it and then afterwards you're like, okay, everything's all right. Everything's, <laughs> everything's fine. Hey, the season is uh, relevant again, yeah, right, exactly. James? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. We have something to actually care about, which is uh, a lot more fun than stuff not to care about. Uh, it was one of those frustrating games though, where the entire time you just feel like. It's a Julio Jones 85-yard touchdown away from losing, <laughs> which is just like the entire game. Your heart is in your chest, and then finally when Sturgis hits that field goal at the end, you're like, all right, I think I think we're good, and they ended up being good, John. So. Yeah, well, yeah, of course it ended up being the uh, the Taylor Gabriel uh, show uh, due to Loris McKelvin, which was- which Gabriel, was, I believe. Oh, was it Gabriel? Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> How will we know about this guy? <laughs> Which was great, too. Kevin Burkhardt gave a Taylor Gabriel. <laughs> that was good. Touchdown. Uh, and <laughs> I, I wish that we had the audio from McKelvin because, as I was explaining to the guys, there was a huge scrum because he was one of the first guys that was out of the locker room. And McKelvin sounds like Boomhauer from, <laughs> uh, what was that show again? Uh, King of the Hill. King of so, the Hill. And, it, and it, yeah. it, to hear him describe that of some, and you know, I forget the exact quote is somewhere out there, but it was like, Somebody asked him, what were you thinking on that play? He's like, I was thinking, I'm fine. I go, I'm going to go dang in there. I'm going to find me a, a <laughs> give, give me a play. And then I was thinking, oh, shit. Like, it was just kind of, it, it, it's so awesome. And uh, and that's one of the, I mean, there was definitely a makeup for that towards the end of the game, right. although the game was pretty much iced at this point. But it's a great feeling. Uh, five and four sounds a lot better than four and five. The Eagles are in the hunt. And, hey, how about this? The Eagles have home field advantages now. They are a home team. The narrative holds, everybody. So that, that, that's what we're going to stick with. But, Adam, how, how is it that this defense, and we saw this pretty much all game, the secondary looked smooth. Everybody knew their assignments. There was no panic. Benny Logan coming back here was definitely 
another thing. Fletcher Cox was beneficial from that. How do you think this defense played overall? Uh, you know, and how do you how do you explain the the home field? They look great, and they can beat really high powerful offenses when they want to. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that as you left the stadium. I don't really understand it because there's only so much a home field advantage does for you. Like obviously, the crowd's great, but and getting Benny Logan back is very great. That was I feel like was a huge key today, but. You're playing against the Steelers, who have this incredible passing game, the Falcons, who have this incredible passing game, and your secondary is your biggest weakness. Like, your corners are bad, and you're shorter, you're even shorter today than you were when you played the Steelers on corners, because Ron Brooks, Terrence Brooks are all gone. Everybody's <laughs> gone. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. There must be something about playing at home that's, like, comforting. There's no travel. I just... I don't have any answers, but I don't want to question it because there are four more home games left and they should keep on doing what they're doing. Yeah, I think what you really have to take out of today, especially after the last two weeks of, of you know, what did we call it, a Peterism on the uh, on the WIP on show on Saturday? I think you have to give a lot of credit to Doug Peterson for today. I mean, he called a heck of a game. He did a terrific job of slowing it down, keeping Atlanta's offense off the field, Went to Ryan Matthews. Yeah. No one saw that coming. Saw some holes. I, I really a lot of credit to the coaching staff as a whole for the game plan as much as anything. But but the in game play calls as well were were really. I, I thought it was a nice bounce back showing from Doug Pearson after a tough couple weeks. And I think especially the way the game started, like the first drive, and especially coaches love to script their first drives, and it was clear that he had just laid each one of those plays out. You know, all the eight of the 12 plays were runs. They all worked. Then the first run was a two-yard gain. So you could see a coach maybe, you know, he's had a bad couple weeks. He kind of panics after that first one isn't great and being like, all right, you know what? Let's throw it. He came back with another run. So it set him up with a third and four. I mean, he just, he called a smart game today. And he was confident in Matthews, which (laughs) no one else was. But apparently he was right about that. And, you know, I agree. The game plan was just, it was perfect. Yeah, it's crazy. You have a seven-minute drive to open up the game after going after, forcing the Falcons to like a five and out, which was like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty good. And to that, I mean, James, you and I were talking about that on Saturday forever of, that was the whole theme of the show is, I understand the criticisms of Doug. They are valid in some regards, and I understand that, but back the fuck off. Yep. Like really, just Give let the them do a shot. Let, let, let him develop and go through here, and you and you started to see that wane a little bit. Where, you know, and it was it was so hilarious that this game, where it looked like it was coming down to field goals, and Caleb Sturgis misses, and everybody's like, oh, "Of course you should have gone for it here." Like, yeah. do the, it's it's the same stuff that we talk about with coaches here in Philadelphia, wherever it is. There's not enough blame on players, and honestly, we'll get to the good stuff in a little bit here. Someone get Nelson Aguilar on a Greyhound bus, take him back to Southern California, drop him off at Jefferson Boulevard or whatever it is down there, and drop him off. No. I'm done with it. John, you're being way too fucking nice. No Greyhound bus. (laughs) Make that asshole walk. To fucking California. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to I, I don't want it to take six months. I, all right? I don't like, care four as days. long as he's he out of this city. I don't <laughs> care. I mean like and I, I just I, I'm like I have I've had it up to here. People who are listening can't see how high, as high as my Almost arm, the ceiling. Yeah, I'm Almost too short to reach the ceiling, but if I were taller, would go taller. That's how much I've had it up to with Nelson as as 95% of the sports radio callers would say, Aguilar. Yeah. All right? With you He's not I. even saying his name right anymore. That's how pissed off I am. And nobody, that's what I'm saying. We went from numbers, and I don't, really, you don't have to say it. It's, it's fine. He's going to be traded next year for... You know, the, the seventh conditional seventh round. Chase or something Daniels like that. is going to last longer than Nelson Aguilar here. <laughs> oh, that's boy. Daniels with an S, <laughs> as we like to say here. But uh, and, and that's what that's what's I, the reason why I bring that up is again there is. Let me just. I, I mean, Jordan Matthews had a pretty good uh, day, and obviously first half. Yeah. For, for, well, <laughs> a pretty good, good first, first half. half. Well, he did. The I big think drop, up, the big drop that was yeah. there. Well, the and he was seven drop. for seventy-five in the first half, and or I'm sorry, uh, five for seventy-five in the first half, and I think he ended up like six for eighty-three or something. So it's yeah. not like he had a great. He had, but he had a big first half. That drop was was a bad drop. That was though. a killer drop. He, and obviously, he would have caught the ball if he hadn't literally been decapitated on one play. That was <laughs> yes. going to be a big yeah. gain or two. But, yes, yes. Yeah. But he, but he, which, he which, oh up, my god, we will get into. Yeah, yeah. Can we get into because like that, that upset me whether and if that had been the other way around I would have yeah. I mean that is what you are there for to protect these guys when they're we'll get into it but I mean with all the the CT and the concussions and all the bad stuff like to not call that was in my mind it was like a 
fireable offense. Well, like, no, let's get was, into that it. That was really outrageous. We'll, we'll get into it right now because the, the thing that he said about that right after the game is I my face mask was bent in and it was no longer usable. I had to get it replaced. He should have been ejected. It was more surprising, that not that they didn't call a penalty, but that he wasn't ejected the yeah. other way. Like That's how bad it was. In college, that guy is out immediately. Like, yeah, from targeting. It was targeting. Exactly. Like, it was, and, and I don't know if you guys got to see it. You guys were in the stadium. Oh, we saw the replay, I, okay, too. Okay, I yeah. saw the replay over and over and over again on it television. Clear. It was bl- it was up, going up, helmet yeah. right to helmet. It was about as as blatant as it gets. And even if you miss it in real time, and I know you can't review penalties, but there are like three things there. You know, there's there's the defenseless receiver, which the ball was out of his hands mm-hmm. at that point. There was the leading with the crown of the head, which is with the helmet, which is what he did, even if he hit him in the chest. Yeah, there's no other way he could have led going exactly. up at that angle. So there were three chances for you to get it right there, and you called none of them. It was outrageous. It's just not a Especially hard thing right to do. after the missed call before that. It was back to back awful. And the announcers, yeah. Burkhardt and Lynch, like okay. skewered him. They really? were like, this is outrageous. This is bad officiating. It and terrible. it was. Yeah, and there's, I wonder if there comes a point is just like because we're, we're screaming for like put the flags away and then there's stuff like this that there's no balance between the things and you still can't find them yet yeah and the back-to-back stuff I mean obviously they didn't punch it in there either <laughs> there's a makeup call towards towards the uh, towards the end where they where they don't they settle for the field goal and whatever but yeah I, I, I just think that it is if the NCAA can review those targeting yes. things, like if you I can don't understand why, why you can't, can't review that, you? What, what's what's not going to feel like it's popular is that the NFL really needs to allow you to review literally everything, everything, yeah. Yeah. judgment calls, every because it already happens. There's already a few judgment, you know, re- reviewable things too. Whether it's a fumble, whether it's not a fumble, yes, that's the a judgmental so thing. Already. Yeah, yeah, incomplete, not yes, complete. Yes, a, a catch. Then, How about what a catch <laughs> yes, is? Yes. Is there anything more judgment and no like defined definition of what it is than what a freaking catch is? And there was the, and exactly. the, the example Again, that was the Sproles thing. thing. You couldn't yeah, believe exactly. in the moment you could watch that play full speed slow mo whatever and you're like he that's not a fucking catch like he never had the ball it was so blatant and they call it on the field and you're like well that's just gonna get overturned like Did, what, was what, that on the same the, drive too by the way was that on the I exact same was, drive i think it was before but i'm not 100 sure think they, oh yeah, yeah you're right you're i think right. that was earlier yeah uh and so you know you have all those things like working against you that's that's why i say again just to wrap that back up is look you know, Darren Sproles was targeted 10 times today. Yeah. Equal parts with Jordan Matthews there. And just like you're saying, still, you know, 10 targets and then six for 73 for Jordan Matthews, which is, a, listen, 12.2 yards per reception. That's great. It looks okay. Sure. But I'm just saying there's there's nothing that's there. There's nothing for Carson Wentz to do in this passing yeah. game. Uh, we were screaming like, hey, it's Atlanta. Their pass defense is terrible. Jalen Collins, awful. Throw against them. You still can't do that. Yeah. That's not coaching. That's just like you can't. You can unfortunately, right. you can't. Yeah. We, Your we're guys saying, are not getting right. open, and guys aren't making catches when they do. We're saying Bryce Dregs. We're saying all those other different things, and they fooled us. All. I mean, like not fooled us. They just said, you know what? We have to run the football, yeah. and and if we can't get it going against this Atlanta defense, then we don't deserve to win. 135 yards between everybody that was in there. Smallwood getting carries, which and, I, and looking good. really good, man. Yeah. Here's the thing I like about Smallwood is is he just runs it forward, like you know, unlike yeah, he just goes. he's not like pussyfooting around. He's not like trying to get like he sees yeah. a hole and he hits it. It is really refreshing to watch that guy run and and you know what? For all the the maligning and deserved maligning that happened here. Shout out to Ryan Matthews. Do you play ball today? Man, it's just it's just fun. All of us are happy in that room, man. I was I couldn't stop smiling watching Ryan run so good and breaking the big ones and Sproles looking good. So and me and Kenyon back there doing kickoff returns, so the whole room was just happy and we felt as though it was time for our room to step up and be the players we are. And they both that's what I'm saying, they're both at uh over five yards of carry here. What is interesting about this, Adam, is Darren, <laughs> Doug Peterson comes out this week and says, uh, yeah. Darren Sproles is my number one running back going yeah. forward, and he gets two carries today. Good, good coaching. They even, they even introduced him as the starting running back on the individual player intros before the game. They were like, yep, he's our guy. Don't worry about it. Then Ryan Matthews got like five carries on the opening time, which is <laughs> yes. more than he had last week. And he, I mean, if he... Misdirection, know, baby. Maybe, maybe, Misdirection. Maybe good Peterson coaching. saw something in practice, and maybe he said those things about Sproles on purpose because... Uh, Carson was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. Matthews ran angry today. Yeah, he did. Which, which it is looked his, like old Matthews. Yeah, it looked style. like the, exactly, exactly like when he's been good. That's what he looks like, and he is a talented guy. It's usually been the injuries that held him back. 
not the poor play as much. It's been the poor play this season, but he looked like Ryan Matthews at his best today, hitting the whole hard, running with ferocity. Like, ferocity like, he looked faster than he, he looked had fast. all season. Yeah, yeah he, he just looked better. He, he hung on to the football, took some big hits, hung on. It was just... It was a really nice performance to see from game. Matthews. And yeah, that, that two-point conversion, that was a tough one. That was, yeah, it was yeah. really the tough. second effort, yeah, he looked all game. How about really Smallwood, good. though, before the, the to leading to that essential, you know, game-clinching field goal? How about that one where, you know, that was a, a two, three-yard loss, and, and he found a way yeah. to kind of yeah, squirm his way for three yards that were big. I mean, that's the difference between a, a 53-yarder and a 48-yarder, you know, with, with Sturgis struggling. I'll bet you Doug doesn't even go for it if they, you know, go for the field goal at that point, the way it seemed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he might have gone. For it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been close. And so, I, and I it's think a big play. And I think that there's the only thing that's really going to hold him back from carries right now, as you saw a couple of times there. Not a great blocker yet, right? Yeah, and that's going to take little. time. And, and he's, he's little, little. And so it's really hard to kind of do that and have him coming in and be a third down back or whatever it right. is that he's going to eventually be there. But and didn't catch his one target today. But, but, but yeah, yeah. But seriously, it, and which is funny too because yeah, we all expected we all, him to yeah, be. That's why the hands and, and he's really, really come around with the running game. And maybe that was there all along. And that's just some of the stuff that we missed. And that's why we're not in the the war room at draft time. But yeah, it's. It was many re- reasons I'm not in the war room. <laughs> also, you know, I have no idea why I'm not in the war room. It's outrageous <laughs> at this point. Uh, I'm going to say it looks like Zach Ertz is finally getting into the fold a little bit there. He had mentioned today, too, that it's just it, it takes a little time. And I, I think the Carson Wentz in tight ends thing might have been true just based on what he had said. So almost 15 catches the past two weeks. I mean, that's right on pace where you want to be as a tight end. Um it's a step in the right direction, but we're not satisfied. I thought I could have maybe had a few more plays. I know he's, he's kind of seeing the same thing. We're growing together. We didn't really have a training camp to run routes together, get comfortable with together. I mean, he's still learning how I run routes, how I see the game, and vice versa. And it's only going to continue to improve. Um, he's a very smart kid. Um, I think I have a high football IQ as well, so you see the game the same way, and it's just building that comfort level. Um, it's all about chemistry in this league between a quarterback and a wide receiver, tight end. And we're we're finally starting to click, and I think it's going to be exciting for the future of this offense. There was some time missing there where, obviously, his relationship between him and Sam Bradford were, were quite strong. They were working together all offseason. Sure. I'm going to say all this, and then when they go to Seattle, he's going to be non-existent. Be but, for the, right? but, but for the time being here, I this is, again – this is something that they need to rely on and something to do. They went heavy doses of Sproles. They went heavy doses of Ertz there. And I love the fact that he still went five wide and did all that stuff. He stayed in 11 personnel. He made And every time that Sproles would move back and forth into motion, there would be that stack right behind Ertz where he would mm-hmm. stand. And you knew it was going to be an out. You knew it was going to be a dig. And it worked every single time. Every single time they could not stop that. Yeah, I like the way they used Ertz on those. On those and I like the way they just put him over the middle because he's a big body. A Steelers. Sorry, we're watching <laughs> Touchdown Steelers. Touchdown Steelers. <laughs> as uh, we would very much like a Cowboys loss to go along with this podcast. Fuck yeah, you, very Dallas. Nice. But, Sorry, but yeah. What what I liked about Ertz was it's it's especially if you go back and look at the those like big big games he had against Washington the last couple of years. They would like to just run him in the middle, have him turn around like six yards downfield. And no one could really get around him. Like, he's a big frame. He boxes people out and he catches the ball. And we know he doesn't do anything after he catches it. But who cares? Six yards is six yards. You just keep using him like that. He's a big body. Get him the ball on someone who's not as big as him. It's really, really easy. And I think you saw them starting to realize, oh, it is pretty easy. Let's just get him the ball sometimes. Yeah, and and I, I think that, you know, obviously we've we've had the, the usage debate for a long time here, but... I think you're going to have to have him in the wide receiving core. You have to have him somewhere. So, you know, if you can get in a rhythm with Ryan Matthews and Smallwood in the backfield and even Kenyon Barner, who – Kenyon, I just need to take a timeout here. You cannot let an NFL kicker <laughs> shove you out, out of bounds. bounds. You lower your – I mean, make him pay – Doing that was it, Bosher? Bosher, Bo- yeah, Bosher, 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 Bryant, or whatever the whatever. fuck his name is. It was, yeah, ba- Bosher, Matt <laughs> <laughs> Bosher, who uh, who on the second return came up gimpy as soon as he kicked the football. Like, uh, come on, man, you got you. I mean, those. I think those are probably. Touchdowns that yeah, you let played, go. He was all right, though, Kenyano. No, no, no. Ken, yeah. Pretty good, but but, uh, but even even with oh him yeah. running as well, like that's that's where I, I I think I like the combinations of of Matthew Smallwood. 
Barner and you let Sproles be the rest of your passing game because then again, like especially how they have emotion, I know it's going to be different for a lot of different defenses that they're going to face, but especially against Seattle, there is literally no wide receiver that is going to make a catch next week. Yeah. It's not going well, to happen. I, I, so I, I, give give the ball to Sproles and make him a wide receiver. Challenge, yeah, challenge I will that linebacker. Say, though, I will say, and, and Seattle obviously as we're recording this is not played yet and gotten smoked by the Patriots. Uh, hopefully I don't <laughs> sound like an idiot when I say <laughs> it's gonna happen. But But for what it's worth, FWIW, uh, the uh, the Seattle, Seattle defense has been – bad against the pass over the last month month and a half like as in like five worst in the league bad so I'll take it. you know I, look these receivers are not good against anybody but I don't think that that legion of boom or Seattle defense is anything close to what it's been in the past so I wouldn't put it past this offense to be able to put up some numbers no and uh what just just kind of depending on what I, I don't know you have a Still have They've a been really more faith bad, shockingly bad the last month and a half. I know, but I'm just telling so, you, so, so just saying. I mean, just Buffalo, like, Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor, you know, and Buffalo put up points on him. I That's mean, true. so did you know the Jets put up points on him? Uh, you know, I'm just saying it has not been a very good defense comparatively. I'm saying we go in with this idea the Seattle defense is the Legion of Boom and this you know best D in the league. They're not that this season, at least not so far. It's not the same type of fear going into that game, at least in my mind, defensively. Yeah, and this is where I don't know and just just a quick side note. Today, would you rather be going to London? Let's just say it's there. I know it wouldn't work out with the schedule exactly, but would you rather be going to London to face whoever, I guess the Rams? I guess yeah. or or would you prefer Seattle on the road right now? I think I take my chances with the Rams in London, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but not it's not it's not the same type of thing. But I agree, it's not the same type of thing though. It's not like when you when that schedule came out and you're like, uh, that's a loss in Seattle. I don't know if it's a loss. I, I, still I don't think it's I'm a not, loss, but I think it's. Less. I, w- I wouldn't bet on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a winnable game. Is the yeah. point? It's not an automatic loss. Which with this team, I think every game from here on out is a winnable game. Which before this season. I did not feel that way. Every yeah, game has yeah, been really other than I that Washington game. They've all been winnable. Is that every game is a winnable game from here on? Did out. I see correctly that the Titans put up forty plus points? Forty seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they beat so, the crap out of the Packers. So that's, I mean, I, I think Packers I, aren't good. I would, not. I would say that this is not that they're the last good team that they're going to face, other than Dallas again when they come home. I really don't see anything in between the schedule there where it's just like. Oh my goodness! You have to. Yeah. I mean, I know well, none of them are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's so really they're the all division. winnable. That's all, what I'm yeah, saying. they're all winnable. No question. The, the 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 division games might be the toughest ones when you look at them. But I think Cincinnati at home. I mean, them at home is a is a tougher matchup than the schedule might say now. Like looking at Cincinnati, they've lost to some good teams. Uh, but yeah, man, you look at the schedule. I mean, they. They could they can win every single game they have the rest of the season. Yeah, yep. they obviously won't, but they, they no, they're they in all of them heading in. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be fam- How do you know that? How do you know that, they're bro? Gonna be, they're going to Don't be, be a hater. Yeah. God. Dude, they could go 12 a, and 4, you jerk. <laughs> I think um, someone mentioned 12 and 4 in one of their oh God, press, sh- conf- shut it press down. conferences today. I think it was Brandon Graham and I was just I was just standing there I was like, "Oh, it's not good." But but <laughs> seriously, they I mean like they'll be they'll be favored at home against Green Bay. And they should they be. Should be. They're oh yeah, yeah. And that, that I don't know what's happening there. And you start to look at the landscape of the rest of the NFC as just we're talking about here. Vikings have a huge slide now, so there's, there's lost a, four straight. There, there's a division battle with the Lions, who are off this week. They're both five and four. The rest of the division Lions is are in crap. first place because they beat the Vikings. Yeah, Correct. Lions. So you're you're That's just the looking at the best team in that division. Jim Caldwell goes from literal first coach fired to <laughs> division leader in five weeks. Who saw that coming? Good for you, Jim. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, it's, but yeah, he's showing a lot of excitement and animation. Yeah, in of course. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a mannequin challenge. Uh, he, so there's there is. That's where you start to look at the rest of, even if they're not going to win the division, which is going to be incredibly hard now. They have yeah. to win. They have to beat basically everybody and hope that something happens on the backside. But I'm 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 still liking the theory that nine wins will get you in the playoffs this year. I don't think that there's going to be a huge resurgence from Minnesota. I don't think there's yeah. going to be a huge resurgence from. I don't know. It's it's name really, Random I, X or anybody that's in the the NFC West that's going to kind of peek gonna out there. I think it's going to be two teams from the NFC East. I just I don't think, know I which think two it's, it's going to be. I mean, three. I mean, two wild cards. I just don't know which two. I think it could be any of the. I mean, they're all going to be two games over 500. If the Giants can pull it off, I mean, right now, what Washington's two games over with that tie. You know, the Eagles are game over. The Giants have a chance to go two games over with a winnable game tomorrow night. So I think there's a real, real legitimate possibility we're looking at the, you know, 
two wild cards in the NFCs. That'd be crazy. And this is why I don't want. This is why we, when we have those debates about expectations and things like this, Adam, it comes down to this game for me again because, it, God damn it, like, <laughs> why can't you do this? Yeah, every week. more consistently. That's right. all I'm asking. It's not that it's oh, you know, it's oh, these this, this is terrible. This isn't working. And that's the thing too. And Rodney McLeod kind of had the same thing. I think Jimmy was asking him. You know, you see these. You you went up against Pittsburgh when you were the number when they were the number one offense in the NFL. You went up against Atlanta; they were in the number one, and you made them look like shit. Why can't you do that against teams? Why does teams like Washington run over you? I mean, it just it like it goes back to what I said. Um, you know, just guys just locking in, uh, playing fundamentally and technique sound. Man, if, if you look at those games that we won versus you know these these top tier you know teams or offenses, you would say it, it's guys eleven people just doing their job. And, and, and doing whatever their role is, you know, with excellence. And you look at the Redskins game and, and you see guys trying to do too much, guys not, you know, tackling well, guys not taking right angles. Um, and it just goes back to technique. So, like, it's everything that we're doing. Uh, it was everything we, we were doing wrong in those games to, to put us in that situation. So why what what, what is the thing that it, that has to fit that together? Is it just simply experience? Is it getting these, these things together? Do you think now that, I mean, obviously after you win, everybody's going to feel a little more optimistic, but is it things like this that kind of come at the right time and go, okay, we can do this thing, now let's go steal one on the road. Now we know we can kind of go and do this. I think this is definitely one of those where, you know, some people think momentum is fake. I think there's something to it. I think, especially with a win over a team who, I think it was Jordan Matthews said, you know, a lot of people, and you know, they like to say this, but a lot of people thought they were going to lose this game because the Falcons came in what six and two, and they had a crazy six and good three. offense. Six and three now, six and two. They They're six, six and four three. now. Okay. They were six. They're and a good three. team, and I think. What I also think, though, it's it's big. I mean, last week's game is completely different. If Wentz doesn't throw those picks, right? That's a huge. I mean, how many points? All did these they games, off? they could have won all these points. games. It's yeah, a fourteen that's, points. That's, that's why they gave up so many points. I mean, it's not the only reason. Sure, you'd like to stop them after those picks. But giving teams short fields and repeated opportunities, that's going to hurt your defense. Today, Wentz kept on, hung on to the ball, except for that one where he couldn't fall on it for some reason. But they, they played more mistake-free ball. And when your offense just doesn't make mistakes and your defense has a chance to do its thing in the normal field, and this is a very good defense. And I think when they have a chance to put a full game together, that's when they you know can do what they can do. And I know it's, it's kind of a simple thing there, but if the offense doesn't make mistakes from here on out, I mean, do you, do you think that they are? Do you think they end up with ten wins? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I mean, it's just, is that is that all it is? It's just limiting those turnovers because even if the defense is struggling at one point, there is always a chunk of time where I feel like the Eagles are, a, are in control of the yeah, game, and then yeah. the turnovers. Well, except, happen. but here's yes, except for the Washington game. Like that's the outlier. When you look at that game, that game is weird. They they didn't deserve to win that game at any point. They got outplayed. The defense, really, the defense got significantly outplayed in that game. And granted, Benny got hurt, and, and you know that's kind of what you point to and you hope. That's and what, what it looks say. like yeah. that when Benny is on the field, right. it is a different defense. But you know, I, I certainly think that that ex- with execution and with with. The struggles in the secondary. Look, this is still a very thin secondary, at least from a cornerback perspective. So, you know, I, I think that they're—that's the way they lose. That I don't think you could just say if they don't turn the ball over, are, are they? You know, can they win every time? Theoretically, yes, but there's going to be those games where the secondary gives it up, or you know, even if they don't turn over the ball. So, it, it, can they get to ten wins? Absolutely, I think they can go. You know, five and what they have to go five and two over the end. I wouldn't bet on it, but sure. I, I think nine and seven is is kind of right in that wheelhouse right now. Yeah, uh, and you know they're what is it? The last three are at home. Yeah, less four are at home. Something like well, that. Three, so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, because it's they got the last three against the whenever that Baltimore game is. That's on that's, the road. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, so but that's still just, the last four. Yeah, and that's home. still just a trip like right down the pike. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not like it's a hike. So I mean, really, once you get past that Cincinnati game. You're looking at three of four at home with the one away game being in Baltimore. That's a nice way to to end it out. Yeah. So uh, therein lies again. Steal one on the road yeah. anywhere, and you're in the playoffs essentially. Because I'm banking on hard that you're going to beat one of these teams 
at home and it's just going to be a different environment. Like again, you take if you put the Dallas game at home, you put an, it's yeah, probably a win. The Giants game at home is probably a win. For yeah. sure. So yeah. so you have you start thinking of all these things and this is why this is why we can say see the, I'm I, I'm not even looking at the back of my television. Don't it. no no cursing, no cursing of tone uh, or whatever. It, I think Dallas scored a touchdown today. No, uh, but they they <laughs> it's not I don't I think it's just going to be one of those heartbreaking Dan, right. Dan Bailey kicks it and they win by two kind of thing is what it's looking like right now. But these are these games where you look at okay, they're not as they're not a four and four team. Their DVOA is saying so each week there's there the the point differential, all those things that we keep pumping out and saying it's true because these things start to happen like that. And I can't believe that again, this number astounds me. Two for eleven on third down for the Falcons, 18% yeah, of the time. Down. With Defense, Julio Jones on your team, I mean, geez, Louise. And you look at Julio's final line, I, I wonder the exact numbers. It was like I, 8 for 120 or something, I somewhere mean, in that region. Maybe by the way, more. I don't have to eat a tweet, so thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but. Hey. had good numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like they were almost quietly It was, it was a very quiet, but it, like yeah. He had a couple big gains where just it was just incredible throws, it was, but yeah. he was more of a volume guy today, which is good, because you can, you can keep volume guys like Yeah, it's kind of like what we said. We said, listen, and Julio's going to get his, and it's you kept happen. him out of the end zone, which yeah. was nice. You kept him away from a big play, and you said everyone else beat us, and Giving they did. Giving it didn't. to whatever Gabriel was a poor decision, but other Gabriel. than that, they really kept him. They kept the Falcons' passing game in check, even though Julio got like one thirty-five or whatever. Yeah, no, right on the dot, ten for one thirty-five, and 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 the other thing about that is too is just like you know, Devontae Freeman. Some of those things were. <laughs> He's about to break open and do whatever the w- tackling was very short today, which is exactly right. Everybody was exactly to the ball. There was no real big breaks or missed tackles, and if there were, Devontae Freeman would have scored at least once. You know, and there's yeah. there's those elements that were there, but I I just can't believe they they barely got to. Well, I get the red zone once, right? Did they get the red zone once? Yeah. Yeah. So why? Yeah. The one, one time. Yeah. The one time. But Malcolm Jenkins was what a game today. I mean, in the slot. I like we can like, say that every week. You He's, can, but like but he no, really yes. was extra, yeah. extra special today. He and was very good. You could notice Benny B. It was it was fun to watch the defense play today, especially considering the competition. And it really did come back to the top. I mean, it was the the most fundamentally sound performance we've seen from this defense. Have I said pay Benny Logan yet? Yeah. Pay Benny Logan. Just a few so times. Don't even money. don't even think twice about it. This is. This I'll is pay Benny Logan. Take take Connor Barwin's money and give it all to Benny plus more. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then Peters, that. whatever yeah. they were, just just, just drop it, it in there Benny. and have those two guys. This hey, is where thanks, you see Connor. starting Bye. Cox to get more effective. <laughs> Bye. I hope people understand that that exactly. Cox was more effective today because yeah. of Benny Logan. Very clear. There was only one time that I saw him that was on skates. We won't we won't get into that because he made some other great plays today. But Benny Logan is a very disruptive on the very first snap. Yep. Didn't go for a tackle, didn't go for a loss, but Benny Logan completely ripped apart his man, went against him, and that's what creates success to make those teams kind of one-dimensional. He's stopped underrating him. He's <laughs> he's like a, a, a fantastic defensive tackle in this league. Seen it. Mother effort. When you put those two next to each other, God, they are is, just... I hate Ezekiel Elliott so much. <laughs> he just scored a touchdown, and uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys are now going to go up 30-24 to 24 here. They're going to so. be 8-1. What the fuck is that, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're... Yeah, that's, that's but what seriously, happens. like, what, I know, but like, Ezekiel Elliott is a very good football player. I know, really good. man. It's just it really also is. an asshole, but a really good football yeah, player. It's so. just very frustrating. Which I hate goes, them. oh yeah, oh did they find him in the seventh round? Was he an undrafted free agent? <laughs> was he in the sixth? Was he in the fifth? No, he's a good football player. John, it's fine. Stop the first telling people round. where to draft certain guys and everything. If you're a good player, you're a good player. True. Okay, Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Ooh, Leonard which could Fournette. be next. Which again. <laughs> And, and there was pie for that one. <laughs> so, was, oh wait, hold on though. Speaking of which, John, are you finally on my side now? Is it Sammy? Suck it oh, up no. now. Keep five and eleven. I need yes! Sammy five and eleven. Thank now. you. Finally, no, they have four my losses call. in you a were row. Sammy Super Bowl. I said from the beginning, root for the first round pick. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 my no, 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 no. My theory was. It, they, it came out and they were five and zero. Oh, so I was like, "All right, go. No, you're I at the know. breaking. I know you're at the breaking it. point now. 
Let's send him to the I Super know. Bowl. I'm just saying Let's it's get exciting to together. have you on my side now. But now I, I am uh, five and eleven. Five seven. and eleven. Yeah. Top ten pick. I, and there were some. Let's do this. Let's do this. How amazing would that be that you That's end up with a better say. pick than what you would have yeah. been to finish out the end of the year for Sam Bradford? That'd be that'd be hinky esque, man. That'd be that'd be that'd be some hinky Howie hinky moves. That is that is that is very Sacramento Kings like for for Minnesota, which purple. Again, I still don't fault him for, but <laughs> I had to reap the benefits of everything that's going on there. If that works out, I mean, that's especially Woo! how excited are people going to be about the draft in the city. Oh, yeah, yeah and it's I here, know. too. Yeah, yeah, man, oh, man. Oh, this is really exciting, excited. you guys. And I, and, I, and, I, and I won't say who, but in the locker room, because people wanted to know the score of that football game, there were some players that said, God damn it, Sammy. Get it together, like yeah, it was that kind Washington. of thing. Because yeah. so, you could feel, you could feel like some of that is like, man, there's still that uh, kind of connection that's going on there. But I, but at the same time, guys, it'll get you a really good football exactly. player to help Just your team. And, so, you know, so it's okay. Look, and and today we would have preferred the the win over Washington rather Absolutely. than the spot. Sure. But you take what you get. Uh, and yeah, and it just amazes me that man, oh man, because the the Falcons are definitely not overrated on offense, one hundred percent. And that's that's the same thing that. You know, you kind of got into with Minnesota when when you saw them with the defense. Yeah, their offense has been terrible, and you can't even get there. You can't take away. You can't take that away from this Eagles defense. You just can't. Sorry, and and this football team. Yeah, just, I, I I know that the Eagles, or excuse me, the Falcons defense is is Swiss cheese. Sure. And and granted, but it was just from from pretty much start to finish. I know there were some hiccups in there. There were some arguments at halftime about Doug Peterson and his performance. Which this is it, it, just to go back to that for a second. The the game plan and keeping Atlanta's offense off the field was the point. It's not to go down there and start it's scoring smart, points and just doing all that. There was what there was four possessions in the first half. Yep. Yeah. Four offensive possessions. And they come out to begin the second minutes. half yeah. and a long ass field goal drive. It was just consistent throughout the whole game, and it was clearly the purpose. It the, yeah. Ryan said, Matthews, all this stuff we hadn't seen. I, I don't know how you couldn't be not just happy, but Adam impressed with yeah. what Doug did today. And Doug said it afterwards. Like he was very he was he was up front. He said, Yeah, that was the plan. We wanted to keep them off the field, which when you're playing Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, you can't ask for a smarter decision. And he said he trusted his guys and clearly he saw something in Ryan Matthews that he hadn't seen in the last couple of weeks. I it's yeah, there's nothing wrong with what Doug did today. I think it was perfect. I think it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, there because you know the, the the argument was well they should be they should have more points. It's just like man, Who unless cares? you wanted to score them four times, that the, the half was over in an hour. Yeah, it was yeah, that is fast. that is incredibly you fast. And you and you don't go against statistically the best offense in football. I I think the Pats are the best, but statistically the best offense in football, and say all right, let's get into a shootout, boys. <laughs> no, you well, that was my that, that was my idea. I, us too, and that's why I'm not what? coaching. Exactly, and that's <laughs> I thought so too. I'm like all right, got to score a lot of points, beat well, these guys. No, you know what? Find a way to not let them score so many points it's, and Doug did that and it was impressive. I forget where I wrote it. I don't remember. The internet is a morass but I wrote that if the Eagles lost this game it would be in a shootout and if they won this game it would be low scoring and I don't believe you until you produce this, this piece just, of internet. If you're uh, going to beat the Falcons, you can't come on let here and them start score. lying. And they're going to keep scoring. Yeah, he said, once he said they it's start. on the internet, but you won't be able to find it, was what no. he just said. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. cool. Thanks, yeah. Adam. The internet's inaccessible now. But it, 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 that's how you win a game against a high scoring team. You don't let them start scoring, they're not going to stop. And, exactly. And right. guess what? It kept going down almost each quarter here. So the, uh, Atlanta's only on the field for five minutes in the first. Their their largest came in the in the second quarter, which is where they scored their two field goals. I think it was seven wow. to six at that point or whatever. So that's eight yeah, minutes. It was seven to six though at the end of the first half, right? Yeah, they had three minutes in the third and four minutes in the fourth. And yes, that is awesome. time of possession mattered in this one. It did. It thirty eight really minutes to twenty one minutes. That's how you beat a, an offensive team that and is that's why you're terrible at defense. Yeah. Chips Your D was fresh. Your D was fresh. The Atlanta's D, which was not good to begin with, gets tired. It really is one of those things where, in a in a specific situation, it was massive today. Yeah, and and uh, oh, ooh, what do you got here? I found it. I, it was in the question and answer with the Falcons website. Ah, on the Falcoholic. The Falcoholic. Good stuff. 
I said, I think the Falcons win this one in a shootout. Let's say 35-30. I do think it will be close, and I think if the Eagles win, the score will be much closer to 2017. All uh-huh. I all I heard was, I think the Falcons win in a shootout. I, <laughs> I am not smart, but I, I said part of what that. I said was smart. Dual hedging bets all over the place. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. I think either the Falcons or the Eagles will win this game. Go, baby, go! Jesse James! <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. yeah. This game is not over. What? What? See, like James loves to root uh, for things while it's uh, <laughs> going on. Like I don't know. I don't know what my point <laughs> I, was. I, it, I, just, I, it throws me off because I'm like, what are we? It's my a back is to job. the television. Yeah, it's, I'm just it's like, it's really because oh. your back's to television. But thanks, oh, Mike. Touchdown! 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 <laughs> There's yes! life. There's life. There's life. You're like, as a, so. <laughs> Pittsburgh has now taken a lead, uh, and it is Mr. Antonio Brown posing beautifully. He's not Turk. He's like, I'm not going to Turk. Don't worry, I won't Turk. Thirty-one twenty-nine. So we got to keep this. Podcast going yes, so this game because we might loot against the Cowboys. Wow. Hey, uh, they might lose and it might be fun. Broadway there. Well, well, in that case, let's let's uh, let's let's just bullshit for a few no, more minutes. Uh, let's uh, let's let's hand out some game balls then like today. That. Uh, who uh, you can give as many as you want, but who uh, James? Who, who's your first couple of game balls? You well, had we now? already said Doug P. I mean, that's my first game ball goes to Doug, and, yeah, I, and I would have given too. him the anti game ball last time, but he deserves it. But um, to step past that, I'm giving one to Carson Wentz, man. Sorry, Adam. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Adam with vigor, just yeah. almost walking out of the studio. I mean, but and and it should. It's deserved. He played an incredibly smart game, and he yeah, he didn't get touchdowns. Whatever. But he didn't make mistakes, and we saw that Giants game, and he made those mistakes, and that's part of the biggest reason why they lost. He came out and played incredibly smart football. I don't even think there was a ball he put in. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Stop him. <laughs> See, step, no, wait. Go, finish your thought. Finish yeah, your sorry. thought. Good sorry, Lord. Sorry, sorry. I don't think there was, That was a terrible job. I mean, I don't think there was a spot where he put a ball in real jeopardy today. Was there? I mean, I don't remember a single, no. like, ooh, oh, that was close. Like, he made no, he was incredibly smart. smart decisions. Took what the defense gave him, and you know, just looked really, really poised and and smart. And look, he want he took him from behind a little bit there, right? Fifteen to thirteen, maybe kind of a little bit of that narrative getting. Yeah, he got a little co- bit. he let him on a comeback win. <laughs> so you know, I'll take you saw it, Philadelphia. I'll take what I can get, but uh, I, I thought he played a, a, just a terrific. And game if there. those two second half passes to Jordan Matthews are complete, the drop and the big hit. His completion percentage today is 75%. Uh, that's pretty incredible. And they that. should have been completed. So. Well, how many pass attempts did he have today? 36. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the right number. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, he yeah. had a great game. So, and, well, how many air yards did he have? Not, Not enough. enough. Not enough. That's okay. the answer. Uh, uh, Jim Schwartz gets a humongous well, it's, it's 12 game balls for me. I mean, it's just, <laughs> again, like uh, it's, it's on and off with this thing. And I can't figure out when it's all just going to come together and it always going to be like that. Consistently, it's the thing that we all have said since OTAs, where this this team, this team, this defense really has a chance to be special. And with the right coordinator and everybody else that's going in here, it's games like this that still make me believe in that. And when you have the defensive line going on all cylinders, Brandon Graham, my other game ball today, who has yeah. just been a consistent monster day in every, and day every out, single game. he allows Connor Barwin to go in there and clean up the mess and be hero. And uh, you know, these guys are are. I don't know. They're awesome. When yeah. when it's humming, it's just so fun. It's fun to watch to watch these guys disrupt and, and get off, the uh, you know the, the spots and everything else here. I I uh, I, I and I I'll give a. I, I, I think got both two to, more to give. To oh, you, okay, good. Let Adam, let Adam oh, go. Yeah, go, go was, I stole his, and he is not yet. <laughs> so now you can steal mine. I'm sure one of my two you'll take. Here. I hope so. I was just going to give one to Benny Logan because oh, okay, good. He comes back. You look at the box score, right? He had zero tackles today, according to the box score, which. Whoa, not that much of an impact, but you go look at the actual game. He was huge. He frees up Fletcher Cox to get penetration. Who frees up Brandon Graham to get that sack on Matt Ryan? And you look at the way the whole defensive line came together. I mean, Matt Ryan was 30. He had 18 of 33 today. That is not a Matt Ryan-esque line. He didn't even hit 300 yards, threw that pick in the end, only one touchdown. And that's a lot to do with the defensive line and especially Benny Logan coming back. That's huge. A great call, great under-the-radar calls. We should just rename Benny Logan under-the-radar Logan or whatever. <laughs> but um, my, I'm going to give one obvious and one kind of not-so-obvious. Uh, Ryan Matthews, I think, very clearly huge deserves a game ball Gigantic. today. Really just played terrific and, and hung on to the football. Yes, sir. Well done. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of take that second level literally and figuratively here and 
and give the O-line and especially Jason Kelsey a game ball. That was the best game Jason Kelsey has played all season long, got to the second level, was really just a strong game. And it was a good matchup for him, but he took advantage of the matchup, and especially with how bad he's looked a lot of times this season. I was really impressed today. Yeah, Jason Kelsey, uh, man, I can't believe we've gone this long and not talked about that, you know. And and, and you're right. Again, it's it's Atlanta. It's their their front four is not great. And their, well, their second level is not great either. So, <laughs> but but at the same time, it's just it's refreshing to see. And you know, Big V and the guys were, were out there. Uh, just a. Uh, I won't call it game ball. We can't do game ball. So let, maybe wet farts. I'm going to give a couple. Of, <laughs> yes, I like that. I'm going to give. A, I'm going to my first obvious wet fart is to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, can we just can we give as many wet farts as like like a, a deluge of wet farts <laughs> on Nelson Aguilar? It's a really good word for wet. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just popped into my head. I was like, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. That's perfect. Uh, and I'll say, uh, well, yeah, and and DGB just non-existent today. <laughs> no, was even was, what were the snaps? Do you guys have the numbers? Because I didn't even. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't notice him on the fi- watching on TV. Like I didn't notice him on the field today. Do they give us no. a snap count? Uh, yeah, I think they should be there. I don't know if they did or didn't, pa- but... They usually do at the end, but I mean... They, I, I, I don't remember. Well, he might have been on the field. I'm just saying I don't remember. And that's how invisible he was. Yeah, and I don't. I know he Which didn't I'm have okay a, with, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Zero targets. Away. They didn't look his way Good. once. They didn't throw his way once. I have no problem with they that. Was, again, and, and on that uh, part where it was, it's 99 yards or whatever... The, or 99 yards. They're on the <laughs> two, and the, the Ryan Matthews play that doesn't work. I start to look it down in the field, and I'm like, they've got DGB one-on-one. The safety is shading the other way. What else do you have to do to throw to this guy? And I'm not saying that's on Doug, and that's definitely not on Wentz, and that's definitely not anybody else. When you, his sole purpose is what we said in the preseason, oh, he could just use him as a red zone target. <laughs> is, is John, n- stop imitating me, Daniel. Yeah, is, is, is not even there. Like, how is that not a an idea when you're going – you know what? Rather, than, and even not even running up the middle for Ryan Matthews, mm-hmm. it's to the outside, and you're just like, well, couldn't you boot or something? I mean, it's literally one on one, and he's five inches taller than the CB, who's yeah. bad, by the way. Yeah, what is the deal? It's just he's I an was, afterthought. He's yeah. not valuable, and defense, like you said, the safety was shading away. That's because he's not good, and so we've hit the point where he is not good. Like Bryce Treg should have more snaps than him. Just then either one out. of those guys. Paul yeah. Turner should have more oh, snaps man, than DGB. No, and I don't even like Paul it's Turner. It's an argument, I'm just, but maybe. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, DGB, but honestly, DGB I has, that's what I mean. It. DGB has no business being on a football field. I'm sorry. Like, he is just not good. What more do we need to see from that guy? Not much. Yeah, no, he's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, they lost that trade. Yep. That's so weird to say. I'd rather have for Dennis, Dennis Kelly. Kelly. I would. Yeah. They I'd rather lost have that, that trade. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was one to take. It, they don't lose anything. Worth a shot. Not, 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 not going to calm right down, down but right it was move. the right move. Yeah. But he's bad. Yeah. And, he's bad. I, and, and, and honestly, he's never going to be good. He's, gonna, he's not going to be good ever. I'm not right a lot, but let me just say this, that uh, I, I was right on that from the beginning when yeah, everybody's trying it. to yeah. freaking just shove that into being, I'm... I'm the one. It's, he's the guy. He's the number one wide receiver. Now, there is a, a little bit of a – I mean, James just took off his headphones, had him scratching his back because for some reason we don't have audio. The Steelers just gave up a, a, a personal foul call. Face mask. A fa- they, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. What's the near field? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you will get the replay on ESPN if you very, didn't see this. I mean, it was a face mask. It's the right call. So, it's just uh, like, fuck. And, and they're only down uh, one, so Dan they're just Bailey. looking to get They're in range now because of the penalty. 15 like seconds Dan left. But, uh, We're like, oh, yeah, uh, no, they're in range. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're in Dan yeah. Bailey range, so maybe we'll just, okay, I'll give a little play-by-play here. Dak Prescott hands off to Zeke oh, Elliott, who runs to the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Cowboys! And we don't get to celebrate at the end of the podcast because uh, I, I blame everybody in this room. Uh, so, James, give me your final <laughs> random thoughts here. Fuck Dallas! <laughs> Fuck those fucking assholes! That is my final thought. Also, nice win today. <laughs> I like it. Nice, nice win today. Two it was good. Yeah, it was good. Adam? I think um, I'm going to give a... Seven games left, lucky number seven prediction. I think they're going to win 10 games this year. I think wow. they're going to steal the – did we decide there was a steal in there? Either Baltimore, Seattle, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one of those. Or Seattle. Maybe, maybe still next week. Cincinnati doesn't scare me very much right now. I think, I think they're going to win with 10 games, and that is going to be fun. And it's because of how they played today. It's because they looked good and not bad. 
Yeah. Good. And not bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to give my final thoughts in just a second, but again, a, a very big thank you to Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. I don't know what you're doing if you don't have this on your phone already. <laughs> Vine is going away. I know you're enjoying the last few moments of this thing, but it's done. It's kapoof. It Move sucks on. anyway. Vine sucks. Vine's crashing. Finds it. Which, by the way, why aren't, why aren't they buying? Why isn't the NBA or somebody snatching that app? Out yeah, no brainer. But uh, Clip It is where it's at. Not only because of that. I mean, JoJo's in town, man. There's a superstar. You got the Flyers that are rocking and rolling here, and the reason I bring that up is because Clippin has CSN Philly for everybody that is in Philadelphia. So to enhance your blog post, to share all those things on Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is, it is Clippit.tv. You can go there at Clippit TV. It's in the App Store on Google Play. Fuck Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, that's that's how it kind of goes. That, but seriously, there it's a, it's one of the best apps that is out there. Uh, you should feel good today, Philadelphia. You should feel good about this and how it amps everybody up moving forward. The fan base, everybody desperately needed this, and I can't believe that they held the Falcons to 15 points. I, yeah, it's just it's it's mind blowing. The fact that it was just a, a blown coverage for the touchdown, which is I know it's part of the game and it counts and on the scoreboard, but honestly, it's probably even better than the 15 points that they showed you. They were smooth. No one, no one was scared of this football team which was a great thing to see, and you hope that kind of carries on with Benny being back and, you know, they'll, they'll try and figure those things out with McKelvin and Jalen and, the, you know, the rotating coverage I think is 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 where this team wins when Jenkins and McLeod are both on. I don't think you need to worry about that as much. It can, it can get covered up. It can do all those things. It's It was a fantastic win today. Celebrate this, be happy, and get ready for Seattle. Random thought. I just I didn't get this out on Saturday. <laughs> I was I, wondering if you were going to get this in because so I, I've been sick this past week. <laughs> I'm not feeling great about myself. I'm, a little, I'm overweight. I understand that. I've been uh, I and totally I think fa- you're beautiful. T- totally found out I had asthma this week. So that's I was, I'll always try. So I always try and like work out a little bit. I'm trying to like trim it down. And I, I, I take the bus from from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia every single week. I'm going back and forth and back and forth. And the only two things that are open are Burger King, which, by the way, their breakfast is fucking terrible, or Starbucks. So And, and it's just kind of, you know, one or the other, depending on the line. I usually just end up in Burger King. I eat, their, I eat half of their croissant, throw it away, and just like, <laughs> how do people eat this shit? And then move on from there. So I'm like, you know what? No, today I'm going to be healthy. I, I want a cup of coffee. And I see uh, they have a cup of grapes. I'm like, that's perfect. It sounds delicious. I'm in. I set the cup of grapes down. I say I want, you know, a venti, uh, whatever, the pike roast that's there. This is great. Let's rock and roll. They'll be like, okay, uh, that's $14. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? And I said, excuse me? And she goes, I was like, how much are these grapes? They're like, oh, eight fifty or something like that for a literal nine-ounce cup or ten-ounce cup of grapes. I'm like, Holy shit! You know how many grapes I can buy at the grocery store for ten dollars? A lot. The, the, can can we have All a conversation about? I buy a lot of grapes. Do you have to be rich to be healthy? Is that the Apparently. deal going now? Yes. That's a that is a serious yes. Fuck Whole Foods and That's fuck everybody organic. else. Organic. It's not even organic. <laughs> it just said red grapes. Nothing about organic. Nothing Far, about no, farm to table, John. That, that's that might have yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Put the pesticides right up on top of there and charge me four dollars something. Holy cow! Because yes. uh, that's incredible. So that's it. I'm just saying. Can we have a conversation about uh, maybe lowering the prices of, of healthy foods? Uh, well, that's going to do it for BGN Radio number two hundred three. I'm John Barchard for Adam Harriman for, of course, Mr. James Seltzer. We will catch you next time right here. On bleedinggreennation.com and bgnradio.com. Fuck Dallas. Hold me.